Hello and welcome to another episode of A Need to Read. This episode I'm going to be talking about Jay Morton's book, Soldier, Respect is Earned. Uh, Hopefully you've listened to my episode with Jay where I got to have a chat with him um, just about all things to do with the book and all things about his life. I've had a lot of good feedback on that one, so if you haven't listened yet, uh, then please do go back and have a listen. Um, But before I get into the book review today, obviously a quick word from our sponsors. So the sponsor of this podcast and the ones that make it possible are BetterHelp. BetterHelp provide an online therapy service to millions of people around the world. I've been getting quite a bit of feedback from people that listen to the podcast that have used the 10% off code that we give and it's great to see that people are being helped by a service that I've brought to their attention so if your mental health is not where you would like it to be or if something is getting in the way of your happiness and you think it's time to start having a look at therapy say you can't get in in time with the NHS or whatever service this is in your country and you also can't quite afford the face-to-face therapy BetterHelp is the solution for you if you head to betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read you get 10% off your first month you just have to answer a few questions on, on your preference of type of therapist that you'd like to speak to if you're unhappy with the therapist you speak to in the first place you can swap you can chop and change as many times as you like until you find the right one for you now therapy has helped me to no end and I know many, many, many people that have been on this podcast that have been helped by therapy as well. So if the time is right for you, then maybe it's time to make the investment. You know where to go. It's www.betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read. And the link for that will be in the description of this episode. So I'm actually recording this episode from what I'm going to call my new studio which just so happens to double as my bedroom here in Bali, because I made it to Bali. It's been a long time coming. I wanted to be here in September, um, but I wasn't able to get in. They kept the borders shut, um, but there's what the ways now that you can you can travel. So for me to protect my energy and my headspace, getting out of the UK was something that I really kind of needed to do, because um, heading into winter, I know myself, I didn't think it was something that I'd be able to handle um, in a way that I'd like to. So to protect my energy, I've come here to Bali. Now, in my room, obviously wherever you go in the world, it's going to look like it's a perfect place. You'll see stuff on Instagram. Oh my God, Bali's perfect. It's not perfect. Um, And I'll be very honest with everyone that listens to this podcast or follows me on Instagram, which is at a need to read with the number two and not the word by the way that nothing's perfect i have two rats um that live in the roof of my room i've come to accept those um they're now my roommates they don't make too much noise there was one time where they're running on the rafters and that scared me quite a bit but as with many things in life like what can i do to get rats out of a roof when you can't change the situation, you're forced to change yourself. So I just changed my attitude towards it. And now I've got two pet rats. I don't see that often. Um, I don't even have to feed them. So just got to look at the positives um, here. But like I say, nothing is perfect. So I'm getting a lot of messages at the moment saying, oh my God, I'm so jealous. If you had rats in your room, would you be jealous? 
not to take away from the fact I'm having a really good time, um, in case anyone cared about that. But um, back uh, enough about me. In, unless you'd like to have updates from me and what I'm doing here in terms of my life, I'm more than happy to give those. If you fancy those, send me a message saying, yeah, do you know what, I enjoyed those. I'd like to hear more stories um, before you get into episodes. And I can do that for you. This is the one and the only time I'm going to ask for some feedback. So uh, feel free to shoot a shot and let me know what you think. But let's get on to the book review. So Soldier by Jay Morton. Jay Morton's an absolute legend. Um, super humble guy. Super interesting guy. Lived a very, very unique life, which included 10 years in the SAS. He was there, He was on the telly. So he's on SAS Who Dares Wins. Uh, he's now going to be driving super fast race cars um, next year for Praga Motorsports. So he's got a lot of life experience. And whenever anyone is in the Special Forces, especially for 10 years, you know a few things about them. That their mindset is pretty much unbreakable. And two, they've done some crazy, crazy things in their life. So for Jay Morton... To have written that down in a book for everyone to consume is a real treat. Now, the title of the book is Soldier, uh, Respect is Earned. And I think a, a lot about this book is about, it's not just respect from others, it's respecting yourself. So the title Soldier is a mnemonic. Now, mnemonics are things that are used in the military and they're great. Because they're a great way to remember things. So each letter in Soldier stands for a word which is then explained in depth and not too in depth either like the chapters are about 30 pages long so they're quite consumable you could do that in your morning read or in your afternoon read it's about 30, 30 pages what's that half an hour the words aren't too small in the book either so it's easily consumable but mnemonics they're all over the military because you've got to remember what's going down i remember pre-war which is preparation reaction to effective enemy fire enemy location what no i can't remember the rest but it look i was in seven years ago so you'll forgive me for forgetting but there's a lot a lot a lot of mnemonics and it is an easier way of remembering things but, of course, if you leave it for seven years, you might forget because I don't need to react to effective enemy fire anymore because, um, um, well, hopefully no one's going to shoot me. But I'll go into each of the letters and I'll cover them in a very quick way for you so you can get a gist of an idea of what the book is about. So, starting with S, which stands for self. So, what Jay says in the book is that you can't be your best self until you know yourself. And, honestly... Getting to know yourself should be your main priority. Getting to know when you're feeling good, when you're feeling bad, and writing those things down, that is so, so important because otherwise, when you're unhappy, you don't know what you did that made you unhappy. Or probably even more importantly, knowing that when you are happy, what's made that so? What did, what did you have for breakfast that day? Who were you hanging around with? What were you doing? It is a really, really important thing to do. So, like, know yourself and be confident, be pragmatic in yourself. And just getting to a stage where you can be an unapologetic version of you. You're not saying yes to things that you don't need to do. Um, you're not saying 
yeah, you're just not accepting things. Like if, if someone says, oh, do you want to go for dinner? If someone you haven't seen for ages, you don't want to go for dinner with them. You don't just say yes for the sake of it to please them. You've got to be almost selfish in a way, but obviously not too selfish. So getting to know yourself, that is a very important factor. And in that chapter of the book, he talks about discipline. And discipline is obviously something that he's learned through years and years in the military, starting with the paras and then moving on to the SAS. And a very interesting sort of compare and contrast what's in the book is discipline and motivation. And Jay doesn't necessarily think that there's such a thing as motivation. It's more that discipline, you'll then find motivation. So if you say you're going to go up for a run, you're getting up and you're going for a run because of the discipline. It's not because you're motivated to run the 5K. Just sort out the discipline and the motivation will come then after. It's quite simple. It's difficult though, because I'm not going to lie, when I read this book... I found myself getting up at six o'clock and I went for a 7K run. I haven't run for ages. And if I'm honest, I was a bit annoyed that I'd, I'd read the book and that that's what I was doing because I don't want to go for a run. But sometimes you read books and they really do give you the kick up the arse that's needed to sort of like sort yourself out. And that's what happened when I read Soldier. So um, that's enough time on self. There's lots of anecdotes from Jay's life in the book and they're very, very interesting like summiting Everest, other sort of plus 8,000 metre climbs that he's done. They sound very difficult. I don't know if it will be for me. Um, But maybe one day I'll go and climb uh, Snowdon or something like that and see if I like it. But uh, yeah, very interesting life. And he relates it all back to the letter in the mnemonic that he's going for. So the second letter in the book is opportunity. Now, opportunities you don't know when they're going to come and you have to put yourself in the right place for opportunities so whether that's a risk of going somewhere going and meeting new people you never know the opportunity that meeting one person could bring you you never know the friends you could make from going to meet one person opportunities will show up if you look for them once again another chapter with a lot of uh, anecdotes from Jay's life but Think of the opportunities that he's taken. He went from the Paras, he then went into the SAS, and then from the SAS, he then created a clothing brand that's worth loads and loads of money, and they supply all sorts of people, I think including the Special Forces. He then got the opportunity to go on telly, and he took that, and then, look, he's now got a book. Opportunity to be a race driver, he's taken it. You have to, what Jay says in the book, is encounter the opportunity you have to be in the position to get it you then have to recognize it so it's not always obvious when an opportunity comes up but you might just have to take the risk and a quote that i love from the book saying the gap between current reality and future potential is often where the opportunities really lie try to look below the surface surface and beyond the horizon to see if something which may seem unpromising at first glance actually has hidden treasures this curiosity unearth opportunities where other people might not see them and i love that bit and then when the opportunity's there you gotta engage with it you gotta get straight at it take the opportunity grab it with both hands and just get on with it the l in soldier i've realized what i'm probably going to be doing is reading this whole book to you um by running through this obviously I'm not going to do anywhere near as good a job as Jay. You can get his audio book. You can buy the book and he'll go into all the depth. 
Um, but I just want to give you a little glance at what it's like. So leadership is the L. Being a leader doesn't necessarily mean that you're someone's manager or you're someone's boss. It's about setting an example. And firstly, like you might be a leader, but you might not know it yet. So you need to act as if you are a leader, perform in a certain way, have high standards for yourself, and then you might just become a leader. So whether you're working at like an entry-level position, if you behave as if you're a leader, if you set the example, if you lead from the front, if you do the right things, opportunities, going back to the O, will then come to you. And there's a, that is a really good chapter. And he goes about how you need to look inwards, look outwards, look up, look down and look forward. But I'll let you read those parts of the book. My favourite part, danger, is the D in soldier. So the more you expose yourself to a situation that triggers fear, the less frightening it becomes. Repetition equals acclimatisation. Honestly, danger it's like my favorite thing when i was younger all i wanted to do is jump off high things not things that were going to kill me but just things that i was just about pushing it and i still love doing it now and when we're talking about fear that's when danger danger is subjective to whoever it is for me i'm actually terrified of the water and what's in the water although i know the odds of a shark attack are very very slim i was surfing this morning and i can't help but looking down in the sea where I can't see the bottom and I'm just thinking, right, there's definitely some hungry little shark ready to snack on my ankles. And then I just remember that I'm obviously quite lucky to not have too much muscle on my legs, so they probably don't fancy it. But exposing yourself to dangerous situations, exposing yourself to fear, like I say, it's subjective. That might just be going out in social situations. If it's triggering fear for you, if you keep doing it, it will then just become easy and it will become part of life, which we can't really live in fear our whole life. So small amounts of danger, whatever danger looks like to you, give yourself a small dose of that on a daily or a weekly basis and life will all of a sudden start becoming a little bit easier. One of the other chapters, intelligence. Now intelligence, everyone always thinks of intelligence as book smart. That is not the case. Jay was very honest about that. He was like, look, I wasn't very academic, blah, 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 blah. But he splits intelligence down into three different types. So intelligence, emotional intelligence, and adaptability um, intelligence. So being able to deal with change, being able to read people and deal with people, something that he learned. So he was a sergeant in the SAS. So he was leading a group of about 40 men, which is quite a lot of responsibility. So he needs that emotional intelligence to be able to deal with those people because each one of those people that you're dealing with is going to have a problem at some stage, which at that point you need to have the emotional intelligence to either read that and get that out of them or just deal with it when it comes up and they come up and tell you. And I think that's just important in normal life anyway. Emotional intelligence is key. If your friend is telling you that they're fine but you can kind of get your intuition telling you that they're not. That's your emotional intelligence. The way that you speak to people, the way that you treat people, that's your emotional intelligence. It's really, really something that people need to work on. So that is the intelligence part. Two more in the book, excellence and resilience. So excellence, 
it's that relentless pursuit of excellence. That is one of the mantras for the SAS, and I'm pretty sure it was for the Marines as well. But like I said, my brain's not that good. I can't remember stuff from seven years ago because it just doesn't matter to me now. I, th I think we call it a selective memory. But excellence is something that should be pursued at all costs. But also, don't just go for things that are going to be easy and then consider yourself excellent. Take the risk. Don't be afraid to fail. Because failure is inevitable. You've got to learn to fail. It's like with these kids nowadays getting participation trophies. The world is going to be fucked in about 20, 30 years when the kids that are getting participation trophies get to work and someone says something mean to them, potentially, or that they lose their job. It's really not good for people's mental health. I think being exposed to failure is really, really important. It's something I've dealt with quite a lot in life. Like I, I failed the Marines, I was kicked out of school, I've been fired from a few jobs. There's, just a, there's each stepping stone in my life where objectively I could look at it and I could say that, oh, I'm such a failure, blah, blah, blah. And it is a story that I used to tell myself. But it's made me the person that I am today. I'm not, fr I'm not afraid to take risks because I've failed in the past. And I know that I can handle it because whatever happens to you, you'll be all right. You'll be absolutely fine. So don't be afraid of failure and take the risks. Make sure that when there's an opportunity given to you and you doubt yourself, why not just give it a go? I wanted to pause after that because I, wa I want you to think about that. How many opportunities have you passed up on thinking, oh no, I'd be rubbish at that? Let's take jiu-jitsu for me, for example. When my friend first asked me to go, I avoided it for about a month because I knew I'd be crap at it. And then I went to jiu-jitsu and guess what? I was crap at it, but I loved it because I knew that every time I went, there was an opportunity to get better. And since starting jiu-jitsu, I've started loads of things that I knew I was going to be terrible at. And do you know what? Some of those might drop off and then there might be some people out there saying, oh, you failed at that or you failed at that, but really, no, at least I gave it a go. Who cares if I failed? Who cares if I didn't do it right? At least I gave it a go. I won't be, well, I probably won't be able to think about when I'm dead anyway, because I'll be dead, but at least I can die knowing that I tried. And I think that's a, a mindset that people need to kind of adopt, and that is, in this book, brilliantly. Far better than I can put it. So it's definitely worth having a look at. I don't want to try and push you into buying the book too much, but it is a really good book. So, um, And I read it in like two days. But I'll get on to the last one, which is resilience. My favourite quote from the resilience chapter, which I won't spend too long on, because this is a book review, but don't make the book reviews too long. It says, sooner or later, everyone faces setbacks, disappointments, trauma and tragedy. No one gets through life unscathed. They just don't. And while it's easy to cope when life's are good, it's how you deal with things when they go shit that not only defines how resilient you are, but how you are as a person in general. Resilience is something that takes practice. I don't really think it's something that you're born with or something that you're given. You have to go through hardship, whatever hardship looks like to you. Now, whatever you think is hardship, that is valid. Here's one thing that really annoys me is when someone goes through hardship, someone's like, oh, well, it could always be worse. 
they'll be like, well, it's relative, isn't it? Because it's that person. They can only live by their life and what goes on in their life. They aren't a starving child in Africa, for example. Although you can be grateful that you aren't, if you're feeling upset or you feel like there's trauma because like your dog died, for example, and then someone goes, oh, well, it could have been your mum. I don't, well, I don't know if anyone would actually say that. But you just need to realise whatever you think and whatever you feel is valid. So react to it in the right way. Know that it's valid. Don't listen to the people that say, oh, it could be worse. But build that resilience. And here's another thing. I did just say it in that quote. But at some point in your life, something will go wrong. And you'll think that you won't be able to handle it. But you will. There'll be a point, six months, a year, maybe two years down the line, that you'll look back and you'll probably almost be grateful for that experience, for it being the person that it made you. And your resilience levels, without you even realising it, will be up. So something else happens to you, you're better prepared to deal with that which is a really, really important thing to do in life. So, as you can tell, I just went through S-O-L-I-E. Oh, no, I just missed out the D, for God's sake. This is a, I'm a reader, not a speller, all right, everyone? So I was going to... I was going <laughs> to... I could edit that out, but honestly, what's the point? You guys know me now. I'm, I'm not one to try and pretend that I'm something that I'm not. So, S O L. D-I-E-R. That's what I just spelled out. I went through all of the different parts of the book. If you want to read more or learn more on those different parts, which I genuinely will believe will arm people with the correct mindset to succeed, whether that's whatever success looks like to them, whether that's in their office job, whether that's in a sport that they're doing, whether that's in their hobbies... You're going to be armed with the right tools. And Jay Morton is the man that has bring, brought those to you. So thank you very much, Jay, for writing that book. Because, do you know what? It was absolutely brilliant. I can't fault it. I think, especially for people that don't read too much, it's going to be great. Because it's really simple. Jay writes it how he would say it. And there's no, like, big dick flexing of vocabulary and stuff like that. There's swear words in there. I like people that write in a candid way, and that's what he's done. So you can get it on Audible. You can get it on hardback, of course. And I'll chuck a link for that in the description of the episode. Audible, obviously, you know where you can get it, or Apple Books, wherever you get your books from. Independent bookstores. There you go. Get it from an independent bookstore. Support the locals. But... That is it in terms of the book review. I love the book. Jay's done a great job. It was absolute pleasure meeting him. Um, I can't believe that it's got to the stage where I'm meeting people like him who have lived a life like he has. Um, it was a very, very inspirational conversation. And like I said, if you haven't listened to it already, um, please do go back and have a listen. But before I let you go, I'm going to just run you through a little stoic quote that I found for resilience. Um, which kind of relates back to amor fati, which is a Latin phrase for the love of fate, which I actually have tattooed. It's on the back of my arm. Um, so if I ever do forget, I have to really, really try to go and see it. But, you know, 
who cares about that stuff? None of you asked. So uh, the quote comes from Epictetus this time. It says, don't seek for everything to happen as you wish it should, but rather wish that everything happens as it actually will. Then your life will flow well. So don't wish for anything. Just let it happen and be grateful that it's happening that way. Because if you trust in the process, things very weirdly, and I can't explain it, they just start going away and life will get better. So if you're sad, something's going on in your life that's not so great, just remember there is a time that you'll be grateful for it, even if it doesn't seem like that at the moment. But that is it from me. Thank you very much for listening to another episode. I'm roasting hot. I had to turn the aircon off so you couldn't hear it on the recording. And it's honestly, it's about 35 degrees in here. I'm sweating my tits off. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Make it worth my sweat and share with your friends. Chuck it on your Instagram stories. Tag us on there. If you're on Apple Podcasts and you haven't left a review, um, please can you do so? I would appreciate that a lot. Um, But yeah, that is it. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Love you. Goodbye.